Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. We are all familiar with the expression, build it and they will come. In the case of America's Center Convention Complex in downtown St. Louis, they're saying, upgrade it and they will come. At least that's the hope of those supporting a $175 million renovation project for the center. Joining me in studio is one of the most vocal boosters, Kitty Radcliffe. She heads the CVC, the Convention and Visitors Commission, and she's with us in studio. Kitty, nice to have you back with us. Thank you. Nice to be here. Before we begin our conversation, I want to set it up with a sound clip of a young woman that uh, our producer, Evie Hemphill, ran into downtown the other day. Her name is Lalani Boyd, and uh, she's worked uh, downtown for about 25 years, and during their conversation, she looked uh, back as well as ahead. This was very much known as the touring spot. So it would be great to have um, just more uh, tourism coming back down here like it was back in the 2000s, 90s and stuff like that. You just meet different type of people and, you know, it's best business for us. It'll be more business, not a lot of buildings that are shut down. Well, that's exactly what you want to hear, isn't it? That is exactly it. That kind of enthusiasm. What What is needed and, and what is proposed in, in your $175 million project? Well, the, the building uh, was built, it opened in 1977, so it's 42 oh, years boy. old. Um, you know, it was, it's, it's really served a really good purpose for all of those 42 years, um, but it needs some improvements. Um, there was a southern expansion that was completed in 1993, um, and then the dome, of course, was added in 1995. But it was not really purposely designed uh, as as that entire complex. It's really you know three different pieces that don't really work all that well. Um, and what we've seen in in the last decade or so is that every major city that we compete against has either built a new building, like Nashville did, where they built a 623 million dollar brand new convention center downtown or has made major improvements to theirs. Um, uh, San Antonio spent $325 million as an example. And, um, you know, our, our building just doesn't really compete with them anymore. So we need to make some improvements in order to be able to retain the business that we currently have, as well as to attract some business that we've lost because we didn't make the upgrades in the, in the, you know, in the past years. What are some of the specific upgrades you have in mind? Well, one of the biggest things is that we need a, a very large ballroom. Um, the majority of the cities that we are competing against, and, and I'm not talking about Orlando or San Francisco or New York. I'm talking about you know cities primarily in the Midwest corridor. Those those are the the cities that we primarily compete against. That central time zone corridor. And the majority of them have um, you know large uh, hotel quality ballroom spaces that are between 40 and 60,000 square feet. That's, that's probably the average is probably about 45 to 50,000 square feet. Um, our ballroom's 28,000 square feet. And so what that means is that when we have groups that we're competing against those other cities for that have large general sessions where they have a big keynote speaker or they are doing big food functions where they've got you know, an awards dinner or something like that, uh, in our building, they actually have to go into a concrete floor exhibit hall with 40-foot ceilings. And, um, you know, the, the, if the planners had no choice, well, that would be okay. We'd get that business. But they, they have a choice in every other building except ours. And so we're losing that business. And that's one of the key things that we need to do. Just talking about some green space, too, being associated with this? Yeah. So, the you know, the convention center really only has uh, a good entrance between 7th and 9th Street on Washington. 
and so it's a two it's a two block long entrance um but when you when you enter into that building you're really coming in off a very crowded street with no green space no outdoor public space and every other uh, and it fronts right onto Washington Avenue so every other wall of the of the building abuts a street 9th street 7th street coal on the back broadway um so what we need to do is we need to create some outdoor convening space so that people who are there um, who want to sit outside, who want to have an event outside, who want to just take a walk, um, get some fresh air, they, they've got a place to do that right mm-hmm. outside and, and not have to go, you know, several blocks, um, you know, to the great space, which is the arts grounds. This mm-hmm. is wonderful. But but if you're, you're just on a short break between sessions, you don't have time to make that walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're proposing to take the block that's immediately west of the convention center between 9th and 10th Street and turn it into a, a really great public park. You've lost some business, obviously, because of the facilities and the competition from other cities, but also because of uh, some of our events here in recent years. Ferguson, for instance, has, has frightened some people away, I gather. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, what happened um, with all of the incidents in Ferguson, starting with the the shooting of Michael Brown and, and then going through, um, you know, many months of protests about that and the way it was handled and, the, you know, the court systems and everything else. I mean, it, it was a very long period, you know, prolonged uh, four to five months uh, where we were on the national or even international news yeah. many of those nights. People don't easily forget that. And so it, it is still uh, having some impact today mm-hmm. on groups that really are concerned, either concerned about safety um, uh, or concerned about the kind of community that this is. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, what kind of dollars are we talking about generated by convention business typically in St. Louis? Uh, on an average, we have $265 million of new money that's coming in to St. Louis every year from conventions at America Center. And um, that's from the attendees who are spending that money, probably about half of that money is spent in hotels, which supports a lot of jobs and mm-hmm. you know brings, brings a lot of business into the community on its own. Um, and then the rest of that is spent on everything from restaurants to transportation to entertainment to you know services and, and things that they buy. So um, you know, that's money that we need in this community. We need it mm-hmm. desperately and we need to be able to maintain it. Which means that if business is down, some of those uh, types of places that you're talking about have lost money over the last couple of years. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right on that. The, the 265 is a is an average. We did a four year average where we looked at every single group that came in and and the number of attendees and and all of that. So some years it goes up and some years it goes down, depending on the type of business we have. We want it to go up and keep going up with better and bigger events. I want to play another clip for you from someone who is uh, is has one of those businesses, owns the business. That's the Snarf's Sandwich Shop, which ah, is downtown. Love and Mattia Ironson, he, uh, his business has been good, he says, but he'd like to see center expansion. He would like to see it be a lot better than it, uh, than it has been. I feel the conventions have been pretty steady. I'm hoping they obviously will increase. There's several restaurants that uh, came downtown and didn't work out very well for them. They moved on. I'm not sure if it's because of somewhat decrease in conventions or other reasons. Uh, we've been fine. We have a lot of business customers have been here since we opened that keep 
coming to Snarfs, same as uh, local residences and fellow workers, restaurants nearby. Conventions are definitely a boost. This is a very busy convention period right now since February and going to March and April. So there's a lot of, there's a big convention coming up this weekend and the following weekend. I would love to see the convention expanding. I would love to see that. <laughs> Kitty, where love are that. we now? I know the Board of Aldermen has given its uh, thumbs up to the thing. And the county count, it's moving through the county council now. They have to basically weigh in on it as well. That's right. That's right. So they, um, there's a 3.5% tax on hotel rooms in both the city and the county. And um, we've asked uh, both of them to issue bonds from that existing revenue stream. Um, the city ordinance, uh, which had the support of both the comptroller and the mayor, um, made it through the Board of Aldermen in mid-December, and um, we're now in the middle of the process in the county. And the bill was perfected last night, so I guess it will just uh, continue to move. Let me let me ask this. Uh, it's well known that there's something of a feud going on between uh, County Executive Stanger and the, and the council. Do you see this as having any potential at all for getting away for approval? Um, I, you know, I think that we've been it's been pretty clear um, from everybody that we've spoken to that this has support from both the county executive's office and the county council and so it would be nice to be one of those things that they can do together um, it, it really is a benefit to the uh, not only the hospitality industry in the county and and they've heard that message loud and clear from our hotel companies that are based in the county that this is not a downtown thing that this impacts the entire region um, but also many other businesses. We have a we have a lot of businesses that are based in the county that we buy goods and services from when we have big conventions, and they've heard from some of them as well. So I think there's there's broad support for it. So you're not concerned that there's that is in jeopardy for any reason in St. Louis County. Well, there's never any way to predict that. <laughs> I mean, there you know there there are always some things that come up, and so you know, we want to be mindful of taking. Uh, into account any concerns that we hear and making sure we can answer questions. Mm -hmm. What kind of a timetable are we looking at? Once, uh, you know, it, assuming, I guess, that the uh, county council approves this legislation and the county executive signs the bill, um, then both the city and the county will develop a cooperation agreement because it's a jointly funded uh, project. That'll probably take some time and some lawyers uh, working through that. Yeah. Uh, hard to predict how long that will take. But, you know, ideally, we'd have a shovel in the ground um, by the end of this year or early in 2020. And um, it'll be probably about two and a half years under construction. Let's take a call. We have Max uh, calling us from St. Louis City. He wants to talk to Kitty Ratcliffe. So let's let him do so. Go ahead. Question. Um, uh, Democrats have announced um, that they're going to uh, Milwaukee for their convention. Now, a couple conventions ago, I believe St. Louis competed and lost out to North um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Am You're I right. correct on that? You are correct. And they never bothered to compete again. And as I recall, um, the committee had a lot of nice things to say about St. Louis, but they thought it would be better politically going with to North Carolina, which turned out to be not such a good idea, I think. <laughs> but why does not St. Louis compete? I don't understand. Uh, well, Max, you got your facts straight, uh, and so uh, thank you for that. Yeah, we we worked on that bid for a long time um, and worked on it really hard, and you're absolutely right. They... Uh, 
the staff wanted to come to St. Louis, um, but the politicians felt that they could maybe win North Carolina if they held the convention in Charlotte. Um, we would love to have them back. We would, we'd love to be able to, to do that uh, convention. We'd also love to have the Republicans. Um, and this year, this past year, we received the RFP to bid on the uh, Republican convention, but we did not receive the RFP this year on the Democrats. Um, and so I, I can't tell you why that is off the top of my head. I'd have to ask somebody on our sales team. Uh, but I do know that we were pretty serious about trying to figure out whether we could do the Republicans. What's involved when you uh, pitch something like that? I mean, that is a, a very big deal for any community that hosts a convention. Well, first and foremost, you have to have the political leader's support. And, and that's really where we fell down on the Republicans this time because we, you know, we the governor, this was when uh, Governor Greitens was governor, he was dealing with a lot of other issues at the time. Um, so there just wasn't, you know, there just wasn't the strength to be able to submit that particular bid. But whether it's Democrats or Republicans, um, we, do, we do need to have strong political support. Um, and, then, and then secondarily uh, to that, once you have that, you have to have the right facilities. And we've got some good facilities for it. We, we have not, you know, not only do we have um, a convention center, arena, you know, kind of combination there, but we also have a, a good number of hotel rooms throughout the region. That's really where, Max, to your point, um, really where we beat Charlotte. We had a much better hotel package than Charlotte had. Um, so we, we're, we're able to do that. But it, it does take, you've got to have the, the right political will to move that forward. But when you do make the actual pitch, what what is involved? Are you just listing how many hotel rooms we have and the size of the convention center, that sort of thing, or or more? Well, um, when you make the pitch for the average convention group, what you said would uh, apply for the, for the most part. Um, but for those um, those political conventions, the uh, the the bid documents were massive. Um, and the, the, the documents themselves wouldn't fit in a five inch binder. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you know, we had several binders, um, each one for, um, the various aspects of it. They, they want a lot of detail. Yeah. Is St. Louis a tough sell? Um, you know, St. Louis is a great destination and I know you know that and mm -hmm. I know your listeners know that we have a lot to offer. <clears throat> um, if we can get the customer here to see it, it's not a tough sell. Um, because when they see it and they see the convenience of it, they take a look at our everything from our air service in terms of how their people will get here uh, to the amenities ha that we have to offer. Um, you know, the, the, the meeting planners, the people that we're dealing with logistically, they understand we can do it and, and they want to do it. Um, you know, most of the time, if you set aside the issue of the convention center, um, and just talk generally about groups, regardless of size, the biggest issue that we have to overcome is a perception. And, and that goes back to some of your earlier questions about Ferguson and then also the annual crime reports. Yeah. We'll uh, wrap this up pretty much the way we began it. Do we have another clip I'd like to play for you? This is Sarah Selinger, who works for a company about a block away from the convention center. And uh, she, she's looking ahead, too. It gets busy, but as far as a convention center, it's kind of 
lower key than other cities because I've been to other cities for other conferences and um, I I would expect more from our convention center so um, when I heard about the proposal I thought that was kind of a good idea I hope they kind of expand around it to helping the rest of the neighborhood around here because there's a lot more improvement around the convention center that could help the convention center so um, hopefully that just comes into play with it. Just about everybody we talked to downtown is, is, is all for it for any, any number of reasons, as was the case with, uh, with Sarah. Assuming this all goes through as planned and as hoped for, um, how disruptive will the upgrading be on whatever business is being conducted at the time? Yeah, I think first to, to Sarah's point, improving the neighborhood experience around the convention center is critical, and that's why the park becomes an essential piece. Mm -hmm. Plus, we've got some other components that I'll save for another day uh, to get to your, your point. You know, the way we've got this expansion and improvement plan designed, we can actually do it in stages that are very uh, minimally disruptive to existing business. Uh, we worked with the city of St. Louis to secure three additional parcels of not parcels blocks of property that are to the west, and we can begin on one of them first um, with a complete excavation and build without ever touching the existing building. Um, until that point where we need to make a connection. So that might be a few months there. And then once that piece is done, we can move to the next piece and et cetera. So it may mean some shifting around of the business in the convention center to different spaces. Um, but overall, we, we don't think we'll lose any business during the construction time. You've got it all figured out, obviously, and uh, all, all planned for. <laughs> one sure about that, but we're trying. We talked, about, <laughs> we talked about the funding early on with regard to the city and the county. Uh, is the taxpayer going to get uh, hit with any bills for this? No, it's a, it is an existing hotel tax. As I said, it's a 3.5% tax that, is, that never sunshines. It's, it's always there. Um, and the revenue that's being generated is sufficient to be able to do the project that we've laid out. So, so you're waiting for the county. If the county says yes, it's full speed ahead? Yes. All right. Well, Kitty Radcliffe, thanks so much for being with us. Good luck on this project. Uh, as we said, a lot of the people that we talked to uh, downtown are all for it. And uh, we'll see what happens. Go St. Louis County, right? Thank you very much. That's Kitty Radcliffe. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.